we create these obstacles for ourselves that become a physical obstacle in space as well as being an energetic obstacle. And it takes up space, takes up room, prevents us from being inspired, from being creative, and for having things come to us with a little bit more ease and flow and peacefulness. Welcome back to Let It Out. I'm Katie, your host. And this week I have back on the podcast for maybe the fifth time. I'm I'm not even sure. My good friend, Angie Choi. Angie and I met several years ago for well before I moved to New York. We met in 2014. And at that time I was living in Michigan and you helped me feng shui my space there and did the podcast and then every space subsequently after that i moved to a different space in detroit and then i moved to the east village and then to brooklyn and then here where i live in la we've done these episodes and they become a time capsule in a real moment in time and i'm just so grateful for you and our friendship and several years ago when we were both living in new york we would meet up every wednesday and meditate together in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, in the middle of the city, literally. And it was this really beautiful alone time with others. We, we wouldn't even talk that much, but we would have this like catch up of our week. And we called it, I think, our like our weekday church, or it was just this really special moment at the Rubin Museum. And I'm just so grateful for you, Angie, not only feng shuiing my apartments, but who you are as a person. And this is going to be a, a time where we get to catch up candidly and talk about creativity and spaces and what we've been doing. And then you can hear me speak really candidly about my space and what I've learned, you know, in the last year of living here. And I'm just so, so grateful that you're here. You are someone who inspires me so, so much. And you've been featured everywhere and have done so many cool things. And I'm just so grateful that you're back on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks, Katie. I'm so grateful for you too. And I'm really looking forward to catching up and seeing all that's happening because it's been so long because yeah, we saw each other like every week for so so long. I know. It's really wild. I haven't done like a live intro like that in a second, but I just was like, (laughs) I I just felt like moved to like, because I'm going to air this the week that we're recording it. I'm going to air it. So I was like, you know what? I think I'll just intro you and brag about like the things that you've done. And you, you also host the Holistic Spaces podcast and you have a feng shui school, which is so cool. And you've written this amazing book. I remember you getting the book deal like when we were going to meditation and it's mm-hmm. called Holistic Spaces, 108 Ways to Create Mindful and peaceful Create a Mindful and Peaceful Home. Yeah, thank you. I have it right here. And it's just, yeah, I'm just really happy for you. And right before we started recording, you were telling me how busy you are. So can you tell me a little bit about what's going on in work? In last time, it was such a different time in the pandemic too. It was like well before the vaccines. So 
in a you know where things were like still fully closed and it was still really I mean it is still strange but it was even more strange back then but what's been going on for you work-wise and and life-wise since well work-wise it's been really busy like my business partner and I are really ramping up our feng shui school right now because we're starting a certification program like we well we do we run a certification program and our next semester is starting up at the end of the month so we train people to become feng shui consultants so that's we're doing all this marketing for that and then i have students returning from summer break actually tonight we're i'm going to start teaching them again and we're moving into level 2 so that's a lot my design work is going create a lot there's a lot of lot happening with that but i'm also trying to do a lot of like art things like i think both of us are taking ceramics mm-hmm. and i'm taking like tea ceremony classes and flower arranging classes. So I'm trying to kind of make more space for art in my life, which I think you are too, right? Yeah. I actually like, I I don't have a couch right now because in between couches, I had this couch and then I sold it and I'm getting another couch this week. I've used that corner as kind of like an art making corner. And I started watercoloring a little bit and I want to do more collaging Mm -hmm. and I want to do more tactile art making things than I'm even doing. But yeah, last fall, actually, right when I moved into this apartment, because of my friend Christine, I started doing ceramics and taking classes and it's ripe for the picking with lessons on life, you know, making oh, ceramics. I know. Yeah. Well, what my most recent big epiphany was that I was in kind of this really speedy, distracted mood. And I put like a couple of pieces down that needed trimming on the wheel. I put one piece down and then I had other pieces that I was just trying to dry on the wheel. In any case, I wasn't paying attention. I just stepped on the pedal and they all flew off. And like, luckily they didn't hit anyone. Yeah. So it was an (laughs) interesting, I know. And it's okay. Like I wasn't attached to the pieces, but it's a big lesson. Like you can really see where your mind is at when you're, when you're on the wheel or working with the clay, right? I've been having a similar experience where rushing anytime I'm in it. I mean, this is not like a groundbreaking thought of like, you know, I'm basically saying like mindfulness is cool. Being present is cool. But really it's, I miss so much when I'm rushing. We actually, I was telling Andrew, I, I listened to the episode we recorded a year ago when I first moved into this apartment and, and you were, you know, doing a, a feng shui session with me and we were catching up and we hadn't seen each other and you know several months and we were commenting on the contrast of how i existed in new york before Mm. i left on this trip that never ended and you know the start of Mm -hmm. right at the start of covid right before the onset of covid i guess and you were telling the story i don't know if you remember this but how we were working on something we were working on this project together actually right before i left and it was kind of a like sprint to the finish rushed project that we were working on and you had a lot going on i had a lot going on because it was about to be the holidays and i was literally like packing up all my belongings to leave new york what turns out was forever (laughs) but i didn't know that then and we were meeting up at our friend talia's house and apartment and working on this project and then you were saying in the last episode you're like yeah it was so wild katie you were like running late there and then you had to leave there early because you were running late somewhere else and she was like you were like i just felt so bad for you of like being in that chaotic energy 
And that's how I lived in New York. And here, I see that tendency in me to go back there. But I really have left that behind because I was forced to because it was coronavirus. So nothing was open. There wasn't much going on. Like you were saying, even still now, there's not that much in-person happening in general. And I also was new here. Like I didn't know anyone. And I used to always joke like a really way to be safe with COVID is to like not have any friends. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know very many people here. I didn't have very many options. A lot of choice was taken away for all of us. But I think especially for me with, with moving and in the midst of that or in the, at the beginning of that. And what I was saying in the last episode when we were talking about this was that I had had a could just come off of a summer of hanging out with the people I was around at that time, which was so wild to listen back to. And like the things I was saying about the people that I like, you know, I sounded like a teenager of like, and then I met my best friends and then this and that. And I was like, so in the allure of that. And like, some of those people are still in my life. Some of them aren't, but it was just, you know, real moment of time where like you bonded with people because of we were in a global pandemic mm-hmm. and because I was new and, yeah. you know, and there was so much like attachment there that just kind of lessened and, and new people came in who I'm very close with now. And I hesitate to even say anything about it because when we're recording in 2022, who knows what I'll say about them. But I do feel like I have built a community here. And, you know, we'll get into that when we talk about like, something that you you mentioned as like a feng shui adjustment i feel like really really worked for me and you know whether it was that or whether it was a combination of things but but anyway at that time i was really feeling like i'd come off this summer of you know being around people and doing things and not really working and i we were saying like oh i really want to bring back a little bit of that focus and work and doing things and and less less fluidity but you gave this really great advice where you were like it is fluid. Like it's no one's ever meant to be in the center. Like you're going to go from one side to the other and that's okay. And now that you, you know that you don't want to live in that chaotic rushed energy of New York, like you don't, you can still bring in a bit more work, but I was afraid that like when I start working, when I start like leaving the summer energy of, of LA, like I'll, or or of the, the peak of the summer that I'll go back to how I was living in New York. And a year later, what happened was like, you were right. I never went back in that direction, but I did bring in more, more people and more activities and more work and more connection, but doing it in a very different way than I did in New York before I moved here or how I did before the pandemic. And and I think a lot of people had a similar experience, you know, whether they moved or not of just like the old way we did things is not sustainable and has gone away. Have you experienced that? Actually, actually, no. I think I kind <laughs> of you've had more work. Yeah, I think I kind of reverted back to. I found a lot of patterns reemerging from maybe decades ago. I, even little things like starting to get like a little bit OCD, stuttering a little bit, having a lot of anxiety because I started to get so overwhelmed. Like I, similar to how you, the the kind of franticness you were exhibiting when um, that time in New York that you're describing. And so I just had like so much going on. So I'm really working to kind of relax. 
a little bit because I think I used to go to so many meditation retreats and and group meditation things. And when that's not available anymore, it's been a little bit challenging for me. But I'm working, I'm working with it. Like I started to see a therapist, and I'm looking. I'm just trying to like bringing in things like ceramics and and art and saying no. Like I have like a waiting list till next year. Not accepting any other clients, right? Wow. So just saying no to as many things as possible is yeah. what I'm trying to do. To do. Mm. But um, but I'm glad that you haven't fallen back and that you're really enjoying the the more mellowness of California. Well, thank you, and I'm sorry that, that it's been <laughs> it's been very full. I'm happy that it's been so full work wise because you're wonderful and because it's like such a a gift that you give people and you're so generous, but I'm also sorry that it's like on your nervous system been, been tough. And I'm sorry to hear that because I know that feeling and I know my friend who's a therapist, but not mine always says this thing where she says, I don't think this is her quote. I'm sure you've heard this, but everything is everything or how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And I think I I have a tendency to go through my days of like overpacking things and and rushing and not managing time well and also just trying to like be in wherever I am like this this person in Bali gave me this mantra where he said here now in this and I'm trying to just every morning I do this meditation where I like set that tone for the day to come back to that because it's not so much about things flowing. It's about knowing there's going to be a twist in my plan. There usually is. And being able to come back quicker and not come back quicker, but like be fluid with what's happening instead of being rigid to how I thought it had to be or how I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm not perfect at that. To be honest, I'm pretty bad at it, but I'm aware and I'm trying. I want to read this quote from your... Instagram that really resonated with me recently. And you say, this is from not from you, but it says, we are always in transition. If you can just relax with that, you have no problem. Can you talk ah. about that a little bit and what that, oh, yeah. how that's, in, how you've integrated that in your life? Sure. Well, that, that's a quote from Chogun Trampa. I think I just posted it on Instagram, yeah. right? Can you read yeah. it again? Wait, I'm just looking. We are always in transition. If you can just relax with that, you'll have no problem. Oh, well, I think that circles back to what you're talking about, but that we're always, Chokin Trungpa taught, we're always changing. We're always in transition. And also part of our suffering comes from wanting to solidify things, wanting them to be exactly like the same and solid like it's not changing that, you know, it's bulletproof. This is how things are going to happen. And this is what I want it to turn out like, and it's going to happen this way because this is the best way. But even our opinions of what is best or what's happening from one day to the next, um, we have really no control over that. So when we can really lean into the, lean into the fact that everything is in transition, there's no suffering. Cause that's like in Buddhism, that's the, that's kind of one of the definitions of why we have like what suffering is or why we feel suffering or life is suffering because we want things to be solid. And so if we can recognize that that is an illusion, then we can 
then we don't have any problems. <laughs> so, so how I look at it in my life is to recognize that when things don't turn out the way that I want them to, or what I expect, or that things are constantly changing all the time to recognize whatever the teaching is in that or the gift in that, or just to be okay with feeling unhappy about it. Cause that's part of life too, yeah. but it's resisting it, resisting feel like not letting myself feel bad about it or not letting myself or, or having myself be stuck on a certain idea. All of that creates suffering. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the, you know, what we resist persists, right? Like when it's kind of like what I was saying too about here now in this, I had an idea of how I wanted it to be and it turned out it didn't go that way. The more I'm holding on to it, not being how I wanted it to be, I'm missing what is, which might not be great, but it also might be fine, just different, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's that like the sadness comes from me mourning that it wasn't what I wanted, not because it's necessarily bad. (laughs) Right. And then we get caught caught up in that and we're not even being present because we're mourning something that's already gone. It's like, it's gone. That ship has sailed. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's another quote from the same person higher up on your Instagram where it says, the bad news is that you're falling through the air, nothing to hang on, no parachute. The good news, there's no ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, that one goes right into, is this, can you talk about um, this person too? The the person saying these quotes and like, yeah. And how you feel about that quote? Oh, sure. Yeah. He's, um, Chogun Trungpa was a Tibetan teacher, Buddhist teacher that is, uh, was the, was the teacher of my teachers. So he's kind of my root teacher and he was very prolific and he wrote many like really amazing books. You can look them up. and this is one of his famous quotes is that, I mean, it's talking about similar thing. It's just that our tendency to want to have a reference point or to have things solid. We want to be walking on the earth and walking. We want to be grounded, but the truth is like, there's no ground and we're always in transition. And again, if we look to try to make things solid is where our suffering comes from. So it's just a reminder. It's like, there's nothing we can grasp that won't, change because there's impermanence in everything but that's also good news too because it gives us a tremendous amount of space right that leads again to that creativity there's so much potential it's when we grasp and want to hold on to something is when we get stuck and stagnant and feel pain yeah exactly and that i mean and that's like why i designed in process, the workshop I do, which is about that exact piece of like, I think we forget that keeping going and movement. And my yoga teacher who taught me to teach yoga would always say, when you stop moving, things stop working. And I think that's true in an everything is everything sort of way in our spaces. When we stop moving things, they collect dust, they get stagnant. When we stop creating, we feel, you know, unused creativity is not benign is what Brene Brown says, you know, I think it's about connection. Same thing. Like I spend too much time alone. We need to connect. And that's, you know, why I designed the workshop and why I think having these conversations is so important and why your work is so important. And anyway, thank you. I love that. Oh, 
I'm excited to hear about your workshop coming up too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's this, it's the positive feedback loop. I was telling you that you really mm-hmm. informed, but this will be the third time that I'm doing it. You know, I started it right when I moved in here, October of, of 2020. And it, you know, came out of a reaction to, to quarantine and wanting to do more in-person events and wanting to connect more and not being able to. And so, you know, we meet three times a month and we have a theme call, which is like kind of like a Dharma talk about the theme, which, you know, the, the four months it's space, gather, try, share. And I kind of talk about what I'm learning much in how we're speaking right now. And then we all kind of go around and share and connect. And then I bring in a guest artist like you and people have access to all the previous two semesters in the portal. So they'll get the conversation with Angie and with everyone else. And and who I'm bringing in this month for the space theme is actually someone who, much like you, Angie, does digital space clearing. So she does inbox organization and file organization and helps people in the digital space create basically feng shuiing your computer and phone energy of we're connected to our phones in the same way as we're connected to our homes. And so Jezebel DuPont, who is really wonderful, she's going to be the guest for the first month. And then I have, you know, three other artists. And then the third thing we do each month is a work session together. So we do a productivity session where we all go around the room and say what we're working on. And we do two Pomodoro techniques, which is a technique about productivity. And then take a break together and we'll either like dance or do like a foot massage or laugh or like, you know, do whatever we do on the break and do another one. And it's a really nice time to be productive and connect and um, not be alone while you're working. Cause I find, you know, working as a freelancer or someone working on any project can be lonely and it's nice to, you know, do alone time with others like we did when we were meditating together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a special place. I'm happy exists. Yay. I hope, Everyone signs up. Thank you. Me too. And thank you for being a part of it and informing it in, in the way that you did. I think what I really invested in, Angie, and this might be like a transition to talking about my space, but since I spoke to you, the biggest thing that happened was like, honestly, I remember that day. And right mm-hmm. after, I was so in it, like with the people I used to live with. And I was just like, kind of hoping that would just like extend when I left, but also fully knowing that. I would really kind of know how everyone felt about me when I wasn't just like around, you know, and turns out I was right. And there was like some grief to that, I think, to process. But right after that, I met a new group of friends who were my neighbors and it was the opposite with them. It was like, I never felt like I was like trying to be seen or recognized. I felt like I was just in the group and connected. And I, really needed that at that time in my life. So I really invested in it and it was peak COVID. So it was no one, it was very, our world got very small, you know, no one really had other friends. It was only this small group of people and it really laid the foundation and groundwork for a community for me here that includes those other people, but isn't, you know, centered around them. And for the first time in my life, I feel like I have a community where I feel like I can be myself and I feel connected and without anxiety. And you mentioned this part of my apartment where I'm sitting right now, actually, like my kitchen table and it being far away from the door 
because that means like people here to stay. And and one of the things you you gave me three wishes during our session last time, and mm-hmm. you said one of the things that you wished for me was to have more of a community here and to have deep friendships in LA, which is so funny. You said it just like that to have deep friendships in LA. And I feel like I have that. So I don't know what kind of magic spell you cast (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, a commercial for feng shui, but that piece has really stuck. And, you know, I think I I went into it with a sense of everything is everything of like how I show up in friendship, what you put in is what you get out, you know, and also knowing that it builds over time. It can't be forced. And that was a big lesson I had learned the previous year of like, I think I was trying to force something that wasn't working. And with this, it came with such ease. And I've heard that a lot in relationships, romantic relationships, that it should feel like that. But it's not talked about as much in community building or building friendships as an adult or moving to a new city. And and I you know, have experienced that here. And, you know, and then I hosted Christmas here, Christmas Eve and New Year's and so many subsequent birthdays and parties in my studio apartment where you're like, you can't hide the bed. But I, you know, have packed people in here and it's been really special. And I'm grateful for that conversation. Yeah, well, I think that says a lot because, well, number one, I didn't do anything, you did it. But the interesting thing is that, yes, you're like, what I told you last time is that like your dining room table where you're sitting now is your dining room table represents like how you connect with others. And I found actually a lot of my students right now, they're really getting hooked on the, they're like, what about the dining room table? They keep asking and they're really caught up. Interesting. Yeah. But I also did um, a call with my other friend, Katie Hess from Lotus Way. And she also said that she's hearing from lots of her community, people in her Lotus Way community, that people are really looking for community and connection. And this is probably a side effect of the Mm, pandemic, right? So, um, but yeah, but your dining table represents how you connect with others. And I love that you have, even though it's temporary, you have a big dining room table and it's stable, you have chairs. And I know that you... You work there and you have it deep in your home. So sometimes people put their dining room table right by the front door. And what that can mean is that friendships and people that you, you know, that you connect with come in and out of your life. They kind of dine and dash. However, it also, on the other hand, means that maybe you're not allowing people deep into your your inner realm. And so you put your dining table kind of like as far back as you can. And you also like you said where your sofa is on the far left corner, which is the wealth and abundance area. And you had the sofa there. So you created this, some of the most, like the the deepest, most private area of your home, you opened up to inviting friendships. So you were opening up your heart to like share more of your personal and private life in a different way than you do normally that you're letting in people deeper. Because when it's just by the front door, you're, it's like you're only letting people in on a superficial level, but you're like, no, you can come all the way into my home, all the way into my life, all the way into my heart. And I want you to spend time with me. Wow. I love that. And I really see that I've done that. Like I've, I only have so much energy and I feel like I like joked to someone recently where I was like, if someone was to rate the areas of my life, they would be like, friendship <laughs> exceeds expectations. <laughs> Everything else would be like needs improvement, you know? Um, 
Well, that's a good one to have. Yeah. And, and that, that's really true. I've been without a couch for a couple of months because I'm between couches. It's coming this week. Is, Mm -hmm. Is there any downside to that? Like not having the couch there and having kind of like, I guess a question that I had written down in general, like about that is like, when you're in between on something in this space, like, mm-hmm. will I notice a shift when the couch comes? And, you know, I mentioned this, I sent you a video of my apartment before something's happening with my water filter right now. And it's like broken. And I know having broken items are, you know, it's not broken. It's like needing love <laughs> it needs to be, the filter needs to be primed. It's like a thing. But when, when you have something like that, or you're, but you're waiting for something, or I mentioned I had like a cushion in my front doorway, like, Can you talk about that a little bit of like, if that is problematic or how those things interact? Yes. So first with the sofa, there's no like sofa that's in disrepair. You're, it's just that you're in between sofas. And I, I've been seeing on Instagram and you told me you're, you're using that area to connect with people. You're just like sitting on the floor doing stuff, right? Yeah. I put a little table over there. Yeah. Yeah. So you're actually still using that area. And that area is related to your wealth and prosperity and your self-worth. And so I think you're still actively using that area. So I think it's totally fine. And there's no issue with that. And there's no... I mean, if if you were roping that area off and no one's allowed to go in because I don't have a sofa there yet, that would be one thing. But another thing was, is it like, do you find it really uncomfortable to not sit on the sofa? I think you probably just sit on the table and chairs and it's fine right well yeah i i I went like a couple i didn't know it was going to be this long and so i went a couple weeks with like just being upset that the couch was gone and like kind of keeping nothing over there and just being like well i'm not having anyone over till you get the couch and then i realized like okay this is delayed like significantly like i need to make this nice and like move things around and so i mean also like it this happened at a time where something really like I, I got in this hiking accident on my birthday and I really hurt myself and I got really depressed after and I couldn't really move things or do things. And I, I, so that I did kind of that. I almost not, you know, exactly, but I did feel like I kind of roped it off and didn't use that area. And somewhat more recently, a couple months ago, I was finally like, okay, kind of like we were saying, everything is everything. And I was like, I can either like resist this or I can accept it. And, you know, when I did that, it felt a bit more, you know, it felt better to be in here because I was, mm-hmm. I went like a couple months being like, I don't even want to be in. I was kind of doing what I did in New York where I was like, I don't even want to be here. So I was out all the time. And I also, I got an air conditioner, which was like a huge deal thing too, because I didn't have one for so long that it was really uncomfortable to be here. So I was spending the days like out or visiting friends or going places with AC. And then finally I was like, this is going to improve my quality of life. Like just like handle this and get it. And the air conditioner is actually in that corner. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. So I think you did well with recognizing that there's this area that is in transition and stopping your life because of it was not supporting you. And that probably that might reflect on how you view yourself because that's the area of self-worth and, and your prosperity and abundance. And then also the air conditioning is an interesting addition because it was really something that you selected to make your life better. So you're you're saying I'm worth it's worth it to me to have a more comfortable life and I deserve to have air conditioning to make it more pleasant for myself, right? So I think yeah. those are all good things. And also um air conditioning, 
also kind of, in a sense, cools things down too. So if you had like too much like inflammation or too much like fire or too much like drama happening, it's kind of cooling down the situation and it, mm. and, and it applies to your wealth and prosperity. So the interesting thing about the water cooler, and I just thought about this when you were talking, is that, so that's your relationship corner, right? Oh, yeah. And you were saying that when we talked, you were reminding me that when we talked last, you had that broken pot in there that you didn't really want to fix. And now you have another broken thing in there that you're like, well, it's not really broken. It's kind of the same language, the same way I'm talking about it, right? Yeah. So how can you fix it? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I bought this very expensive. It's like the most expensive thing I have in this apartment is this. It's just a charcoal water filter, but it's by this okay. person. It's, it's made of ceramic instead of like, it's just a Berkey filter, but it's made of ceramic instead of the one that's like metal or whatever. Okay. And basically I need to reprime the filter. Do you know about that? You have to like run it underwater and I just can't seem to do it. And my friend and her two children moved here from New York and for a month, about a month, they were staying in my apartment a couple of weeks while they were finding a place. And she did it for me when she lived here. And I now need to redo it because you have to do it, you know, every couple of months or whatever. And I can't seem to do it myself. So I'm going to need to ask for help. And I just, I keep trying and I'm like, I can do hard things. I'm watching all these YouTube videos and I just, water goes everywhere and I can't seem to do it. I mean, it's not really something to hire a like handyman for. So I I need like a friend who has one of these to just like help me out with it. So interesting. So you got some, so I'm just going to reflect back to you what you're Mm -hmm. talking about when, in terms of this thing, this, um, water filter in your relationship area and you can th- look, try to draw the you could try out draw parallels because feng shui is amazing that a lot of it is the um the feng shui gives you the metaphor right and you just told me you just gave me a like a metaphor an explanation of way to a way to look at how you're approaching your r- romantic relationships and your relationship with your mother is that it's a you bought like this really nice, very expensive thing that looks really good and it's so, super special, but it's really hard to maintain and you don't even know how to do it. Ah. And you <laughs> and you're trying really hard and you're like and but you you can't do it and now you need to ask for help. Yeah. So should I get rid of it? <laughs> That's always <laughs> well, my tendency. I love it and it's great when it works. I just I can't seem to reprime the filter. Well, that's another way of looking. That's another metaphor too. Like, is that how you look at some relationships in your life? Like, should I just get rid of it? Cause it's too, I don't know. You have to tell me, is it really like too hard to manage? Is it unreasonable to manage or is it that? It shouldn't be hard. It's something that shouldn't be hard. It is a little messy. Water gets everywhere. Um, my friend, Dr. Patty has the same Berkey filter and she has trouble doing it too. And and I was like complaining to her kind of about it. And it's, you know, I don't like redoing my duvet cover. I It's much uh, easier with two people. It's kind of something like that oh, where it's okay, like, okay. I can do it, but it's like this, this, I really am having trouble doing properly. And I, it might just be, I need a new filter. Like I might just need to buy a new one. Yeah. It's like, it's so much easier with two people. And sometimes she'll come over and and we're both only children. And we like made a pact that we'd always like help each other change our duvet covers, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, sometimes 
I do think it's nice to have help in doing hard things like that. Yeah. I hate changing the GBA cover too. And I, I have my cleaning lady do <laughs> my cleaning person yeah. do it. Um, it is, it, it is a pain. So, I mean, and the reason why we're talking about it a lot is because this is like, um, it's interesting just the parallels with the other object you had. And um, so it's not about the water filter. It's about like that you place, this is placed in a certain area of your life. And, and how can you use that information to look at any obstacles in your life or, or look at patterns in your life? So maybe it is the right decision to get a new one that's easier to manage. Cause that's, you know, you can also talk, think about that for a relationship. Maybe it's better to not get such a fancy boyfriend or whatever or partner and then have someone that's easier to manage that can take care of themselves that can be more independent yeah gosh but i feel like i even my whole body's like but i love this filter and it was so expensive <laughs> and i can't sell it and <laughs> well I, I think it's worth a try to sell it no 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 to get the new filter and try to oh yeah the new filter yeah but i don't just sell the i mean the contraption's just ceramic it's like a big ceramic water thing and i just need a new filter for it and it's like no big deal so here's another thing that we're talking about a lot so it also says that there's a lot of drama or a lot of yeah drama around this the relationships in your life maybe and your your romantic relationships that could be simplified either by you said it like either you get another filter, maybe that's a problem. You ask someone to help you and you figure it out or let go of it. And if you want to keep it, you do the work to keep it. And that's the same thing with the relationship, right? Yeah. Well, I think another thing, so I was talking to Dr. Patty about it and figuring out like, okay, what do I do with the filter? And she's like, yeah, I have trouble with it too. And she's like, what I realized is like, what happens is I kind of half-ass it. And I that's why it doesn't actually work because I don't like do it as much as I need to and hold it for as much as I need to because it's annoying. So it's kind of like the equivalent of like changing the duvet cover where it's like half in correctly because you were like, it goes back to rushing. You know what I mean? Like it goes back to like everything's everything, right? And Mm -hmm. how you do the duvet cover is how you do the filter is how you do your writing is how, you know, and I think my tendency, which is very uncomfortable, like this is not my favorite part of myself, but my tendency is to kind of do that is to kind of half do things where like, I know I could do better, but it's, it's almost maybe it's laziness or maybe it's even with cleaning sometimes where I'm like, I either go, I'm kind of extremist. I'll either like do it so, so well or not at all because it feels so uncomfortable to do things halfway, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So maybe there's something there. Do you have an entire cabinet full of acne treatments and skincare products, but don't even remember what half of them do? Turns out most skincare products don't actually do much, unfortunately. The best way to treat acne is with fewer products that are clinically proven and customized for your skin. That's why I'm so excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is prescription skincare that offers science-based oral and topical medications, and they're clinically proven to help clear acne, and they're helping me so much. 
It's been really hard for me to navigate my skin lately and honestly over the course of my entire life. And I remember my cousin telling me once when my acne was so bad when I was younger, you just have to stick to one thing. Like you're doing so many things, you just have to stick to one thing. It could be this, it could be that, whatever, but stick to one thing. And lately I've been sticking to apostrophe. And honestly, I stopped using it for a second and my skin pretty much flipped out and I'm back and it's helped and now now I know. Apostrophe connects you with a board certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. We're all so different so that's why this is really important. You just simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and your medical history. You snap a few selfies front, side, side, wherever and your dermatologist creates your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats acne, but they can also help you with other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, even dark spots. Not to brag, but I am dealing with all three of those. Aging, acne, all at the same time. Here we are. I'm truly, really loving the products that I have from Apostrophe. And it comes in like really chic packaging. It's so easy to use. And, you know, I'm honestly, I'm really not just saying that I... To be honest, my skin was really bad. Like it got really bad this summer. I was using apostrophe and then I ran out. And anyway, I finally got it again and it's tremendously helped. So I have a really bad habit of picking my skin. I get zits and then I want them to go away and control and blah, blah, blah. And I pick them and then I get these red marks that don't seem to go away. And I'm in the sun all the time because I live in California and I love being outside and I'm always walking. And I got this really chic sunscreen that has zinc in it and it's for sensitive acne prone skin that I love so, so much, as well as this Retin-A that I use at night that also has an acid in it that I really love. And I don't know what you're going to get, you know, everyone. That's what's so great about this is that it comes with this postcard and stickers about your personalized prescription bottle and you don't even have to go in the pharmacy or wait in line. It's really, really tremendous. So we have a special deal for you to save $15 off of your first visit with a board certified dermatologist. Go to apostrophe.com slash let it out when you can use our code let it out. This code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash let it out. Click begin visit, then use our code let it out at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A P O S T R O P H E dot com slash let it out and use the code let it out to get your dermatology visit and save $15. We thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. I want to back up a little bit before we get into the Bagua map and a little bit more about my space. But just for people who might be, you know, tuning in to one of our episodes together for the first time, and I would love to to go back, but can you just define feng shui and, you know, just like a kind of an elevator pitch in the Bagua map? And And I'm curious of like, some, a couple things, some differences that you're noticing, and maybe even some trends in spaces because you have a background as an architect and an interior designer, and you know, have worked in this field that you know is supportive to people's environments, and you tailor your work to people's specific needs. And I'm curious, you know, in a 
I was going to say post COVID, but that's not maybe the term to use in a COVID world um, where people have had more home offices. I'm curious about the differences that you've seen. So maybe start with defining it and then kind of where the, the industry and the modality is now. Sure. So feng shui is a cultural practice that comes from China, but all different cultures and countries have their own way of looking at the environment around them. So feng shui just happens to come from China and China is such a huge country and cultural influence all over Asia that this is how feng shui has a great impact. So it's really about looking at how energy flows through your home and how we connect to nature and the cycles of nature. And then how to recognize that our home and our environments influence us and we influence the environment in return. So it's really about looking at how we are interconnected and interdependent with the world around us. And so specifically, I focus a lot on interiors with feng shui. It's how do we begin to look at our home as a representation of our lives? And how can we start to shift the way that we look at our home, the way that we move through our home, the way that we live in our home to be able to have homes that support us rather than deplete us and create obstacles for us, right? So some trends that I've been seeing is definitely through the pandemic, people are looking so much more at their homes because obviously like we spent way more time in our home than we ever had. And a lot of people are now working from home or spent a lot of great deal of time working at home or having to do things in their home that they didn't plan on doing, right? When they moved into the home. So there's a great interest in looking at how your home functions. And I think a great interest in how to take care of yourself more because there is a big focus on health, right? So people have been starting to think more about feng shui, looking at how to incorporate more of it into their space because also there's that tie-in with mindfulness too. And people are more and more interested in meditation because we have such speedy, stressful lives just you know, by virtue of the fact that like we have devices and technology and, and how information is just so, uh, there's so much more information and we have, and we also have like thousands more things in our home than we did like maybe 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, um, we just have much more complicated lives. So I think people are really seeking to find ways to relook at their home, to create a more simple home and a more stress-free home that can relax you rather than stress you out. Yeah, that's what we all kind of need right now. I'm curious with the stuff conversation, like what we're mm-hmm. having more things than than before. Mm-hmm. That was something, you know, in in my space we talked about last time. I I moved here from New York with nothing. I, I just had my carry-on suitcase because I was on a trip and then I shipped a few things here, books and clothes but really started fresh and it was so liberating and I still don't have very much, but I think that that spaciousness and creativity was something that I really connected with you on. And and we talked about, and, and you were actually a guest in what was called creative underdogs, which I renamed this semester to be called in process because I believe we are always constantly in process of becoming better at being ourselves and creating space for creativity. And 
you actually inspired this positive feedback loop that I made for the workshop. I, have you seen this, Angie? Mm-mm. I didn't so see the positive feedback. I, loop, no. I'm going to send it to you, but basically I broke up the workshop into four. It was always four months, but I made the themes what happened to be the themes of the first time I did it, which it was a year ago at this time. And as you know, you were, I pick a guest artist every month mm-hmm. and it's someone who's a friend of mine who's previously done the podcast and you were the very first guest artist and you mm-hmm. led a session. And the theme that month was space because of a quote that you said when you did the podcast, which was that space makes room for creativity. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the first step in this positive feedback loop, the first phase in the cycle is creating space. And then then after you do that, then you can take in, then you can gather. So the next phase is gathering, taking in inspiration and experiences only after you've created that space and, and nurtured that space. And then the next phase is try and the, the space gets messy and you throw things at the wall and see what sticks and you use this space that you've created to try things. And then the last phase is share, put it out, feedback, connect, and then you start over and then you like clear out and create space again. And, and, and I think it's cyclical and, and that really like informed my work. So I wanted to, to thank you for that. And I think what was really cool about this session that you led, and I'm, I'm curious what you thought of it was making that connection with creativity in space and talking to the people in creative underdogs in process in the workshop about our projects and our spaces was so interesting because it showed how different we all are. So I'm, I'm curious, where are you with the connection between creativity and feng shui and space now? Well, I'm still along the same lines. Actually, another thing I did this year was I renovated my home. So I really had to look oh, at wow. my space. Yeah, I, I had know to, that. Yeah, so that created a lot of stress too. But um, I had to look at how to redo my space, but also go through all my things, let go of what I didn't need. And so I think when you have, you know, going back to that idea that we have thousands, like think about like, like when you were young, you had so many less things and we have, and you could have like, I remember like just having one CV, CD or one tape and just being so happy with it and reading like every single lyric, yes. every single thing on that CD cover. Now, like we don't have CDs anymore, but you know, we just accumulate so many objects and so many things and it's, it's very overwhelming and it's time consuming. And so it literally physically, it takes up space, but it also takes up energetic space in our minds and in our beings, which stagnates any kind of creativity. So when there's no space to create, it's hard to be inspired. Yeah, exactly. We talked about that last time of like, I think you gave the example, like if I was in this like basically empty loft with nothing around, nothing on the walls, and you were like, that's very open. But if if you, you know, imagine it was full of so many things and boxes, like there would be no space for creativity. There'd be no space mm-hmm. for newness because creativity is novelty, right? Like the opposite of war is creation, you know, the destruction, it's like making things. And I think there's a peacefulness that has to be at play there that matches that. And 
I think something I've been thinking about a lot is how people who I admire, I think are cool or I am attracted to in some way. Usually it's because they are managing their nervous system well. They're relaxed in some way. And I think that what you're saying about making our spaces somewhere that we can relax more is so paramount to creativity because it allows us to be more grounded where we can actually have peacefulness to to make new things or or connect with each other or or help each other you know like we have to fill ourselves up to be able to do that so what are some tips about making your space more peaceful and and relaxing there's a few easy ones one is looking at any obstacles in your daily path just in your home like for instance like when you open your door whether it's your front door or your bedroom door or even your bathroom door but but mostly like your front door and your bedroom door can you open it all the way or do you have stuff behind it that it can't open all the way so like you showed me the video of the sofa (laughs) the sofa cushion does that prevent your door from opening all the way sure does yeah so then you're actually creating a little obstacle and challenge and difficulty and congestion in like the flow of your home which affects you because your body actually has to accommodate for that narrower opening and we become accustomed to it but over time, it really affects you. Like I had a student who lived in a long railroad apartment in New York City, and he had a bike right in the middle of the kitchen, which is in the middle, right? Because it's a railroad apartment. Every day he walked by this and would have to like squeeze by, walk around it several times a day. And that's actually creating like a lot of difficulty, taking up space. Besides the fact that he always was looking and accommodating for this bike that he he's like oh i'm gonna get this bike so i can run i can bike around in the pandemic but he never used it so then it also like creates a feeling of guilt or shame you know a lot of people resonate with this and they think about oh there's like my peloton or my treadmill that i bought that's sitting in the middle of my living room that i never use and then it takes up so much space so that's a really my um, mom has interesting that. one. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so it's we create these obstacles for ourselves that become a physical obstacle in space as well as being an energetic obstacle and it takes up space, takes up room, prevents us from being inspired, from being creative and for having things come to us with a little bit more ease and flow and peacefulness. Yeah. Well, I will be moving the cushion that is behind my door directly following this program. (laughs) Okay. You know, I did want to say one more thing about your relationship area, though. Even though you have the water filter thing happening, but I do appreciate and have noticed that you spent a lot of time curating really pairs of things that are meaningful to you. And I I listen to everything you tell me, Angie. I do exactly (laughs) what you tell me, except the headboard, which we'll get to. Yeah. I like the two boots, like a small boot and a big boot. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, feet are like a pair. You can't, you don't really want, you want a left and a right foot. And, but they don't have to be exactly the same. So I really like that. And, and the other little objects you have there. Yeah. My friend, Christine, 
makes those. They're ceramic boots and it's a cowboy boot that's also a striker. So you can put matches in the top and ah. then the bottom's a striker, like how cowboys uh-huh. would do. And she made the other one, which is a blundstone boot, which is like she says is my like cartoon character boot, because as you know, like it's what I wore around New York City. It's what I wear like when it's not super hot here. And so she made me a custom boot for that. And yeah, it's it's really special. And it reminds me of her and, and everything over there. Like, I don't know if you remember from the last one, but I had two plants and one was tall and one mm-hmm. represented me. <laughs> and yes. that was not tall. And yeah, I think everything in that I'm looking, I do have a cracked bowl that I made in ceramics that I should probably move. But for the most part, everything feels aligned. And I kind of, I feel comfortable about that area because I know what you'd say, which is, you know, having the pairs, having things that like are all representative of, I think the biggest thing I've really gotten from you is like what you were saying about the bike. Like if something doesn't feel good, I just, I get rid of it very quickly, you know, or I move it or I'm, I'm really like, I think because I have the privilege of having very few things and living alone where like, I don't have to compromise. I do feel like I'm pretty intuitive of like, no, move this here, put this here. And I I don't linger when things are off because of my years of understanding, you know, very slight understanding. I would love to do your school someday. I actually like, as you were talking about, I'm like, I want to do that someday. Maybe not this mm. round, but like, because mm-hmm. I, I do find it so fascinating. But I do feel like I have a good baseline knowledge just from being your friend and being interested in this and reading your book and, you know, having a session every time I move somewhere that I feel like it's integrating in me more. Yes, it is. It is. It Which is, is really except cool. For, except for the headboard. <laughs> I know. Should we get back to the video? So what else from... So I sent Angie a video of my apartment because I've been here for nearly a year at this point and it still feels very undone. But, you know, for people who this might be their their first episode. I moved into a, a studio apartment that's an old school and my units a, a previously was a classroom. And yeah, it still feels very spacious and empty. I don't have a headboard. I was telling Angie before we started recording because I sent her a, a very excited text a couple months ago where I was like, I'm doing it. I'm finally getting a headboard because it was something that we were joking about. You know, you had told me to get when I lived in New York and I did the episode with my boyfriend at the time and you were like, you need a headboard. It represents stability in your romantic relationship. And we both were like, Oh my God, we need a headboard, whatever. Never got a headboard. We broke up (laughs) and I still don't have a headboard. But what you told me last time was that I should get a headboard as soon as I get into a relationship. And it's like kind of okay if I don't have one until that point, but a good thing to do is have a lot of matching things like get two cups if I'm going to buy two mugs or... Mm -hmm. And I do have matching bedside tables, which I love, which I think is really good. (laughs) And I don't have the headboard. So I was telling... When I texted you that, you were probably like, oh my God, she now is in a relationship and I'm I'm not. But (laughs) I did get this Instagram ad that was like a really cool kind of pillow board and this big bed. And I, I just bought it like late at night. And then it came and the bed was like way too big for my space. Like it looked kind of funny and it was so expensive and the headboard didn't really quite work. And so I had to, my friends were so great that week. I had to like fully take down the bed, 
put the new bed back up, the old bed back up and get rid of the headboard. And so now I'm still on the hunt for a headboard, but I think I want to build one actually. Like I want, cause you said in the last episode that like a piece of fabric could potentially work. And I think I, I saw this image of this somewhere where someone had made, it looked like they'd made one out of like foam and they'd covered it with like leather fabric and like put that up. So maybe mm -hmm. I could make my own. Yeah. I mean, I, the best option is to have a headboard that's <laughs> connected to the bed. I keep so. trying to get around this. <laughs> it's okay. But do you have your, did you bring back the broken bed frame? No, I have a, okay. a non-broken bed frame. So okay, that is good. a good thing. So I had this broken bed frame that I was sitting on, sleeping on and sitting on for months and months and months because I broke it jumping on it with um, friends when I first moved in um, for an Instagram ad for my bed mattress um, and left it like that for months and then knew what Andrew would say about that, knew that had to be bad feng shui. It was like very sleepable. Like it was fine. It just had a beam that was like very gnarly broken underneath. And I just knew it like felt like Angie would not love that. Like I just mm -hmm. knew. And eventually I, that's why I was getting the new bed with the headboard and that one didn't work. But my friend Christine gave me a bed frame that she just like had extra. So oh, good. that's well, what I'm I like, working with. I like the rug under your bed. So I think that's very grounding. Well, why don't we talk about what are the wishes that you have now? Oh, great. I love getting to make wishes. <laughs> Well, last time my three wishes, I know the first one was I wanted a partner, <laughs> which I still do. And these are not in order, but yeah, I think I still do want a partner. I've been dating a lot and I feel really great with friendships and I'm mostly having fun dating, but also it's tough and can make me feel sad and strange sometimes and also really like happy and delighted sometimes. But that is still a wish. I think a wish that like came true. I think that was a wish last time of like having great community here. And so I want to continue that. I want to continue fostering that and, and connecting. And I also want to grow. Like I think financially, like to be in a place where like someday I could have a space that's larger that maybe has a door or outside space, or maybe someday buy a house or, you know, I think growing, I talked about this last time too, of like wanting my my work to be sustainable, wanting to be able to, I guess, financial abundance and mm -hmm. not feeling the fear and uncertainty there that I feel, <laughs> to be honest. Because I think, you know, ultimately, like I really love my life. I just want to be able to keep doing it. And do I get another wish? I think I, I think <laughs> just creatively too, like more flow. And like I think you talked about the fame and recognition area of my life. Like I want to feel some ease in the sense of being able to continue making work and sharing that and for people to find it who need it and for me to feel some flow in that. Okay. So let's... Okay. So the partnership stuff would be very similar to what we said last time. And I think you talked about it like I think you're you're going well on that. You're dating, you're doing the right things. I would just maybe take a look at the filter thing. Okay. That's very new. It just happened yesterday. Yeah. And I think it's just something good to look at. 
And, yeah. but you're, you're doing okay on that. So I think that you can also definitely move the, move the cushion from behind the door. So your, your front door can open all the way. Cause what that represents is that you don't have the same amount of opportunities available to you because the door is not able to open all the way either. So that's another part of it. Okay. I keep switching so, it up, which is like another thing we talked about last time of like moving your furniture and constantly moving things around is a really positive feng shui thing that my friend Christine does really well. She does that in the, you know, the generosity thing of like when she's done with something or just not feeling it for that mm-hmm. day, she just like gives it to me or gives it to someone. And it's constantly moving the energy of generosity, which is another thing that I feel like is a big takeaway that has informed my life since you know, having you explain it to me. Yeah. So I think, I think that's great. And I think moving it around with that intention of kind of moving up the energy and keeping it active is really great. I think you're doing good on that. The only thing you could do if you want to invite, but it, it sounds like you're doing really well in the friendships. If you wanted to more, invite more friendships, you could get like one more chair. Okay. But do you have room for it or is it too, would it be too crowded? I actually wanted more chairs. I'm like kind of looking for them at flea markets and stuff because I want like a bit more messy of a look. Like I don't like that mm-hmm. they're all so matchy. Like I want a few more mm-hmm. chairs that look different. So I'm actively on the hunt. Yeah. Cause I do is like, if you only have four chairs, you only have room for four people. But if you have two more chairs, if you have room at the table, you can invite more people into your life. Yeah, and I have these little stools like that are just from IKEA that we use, and then I have I have an additional chair kind of in the corner. But you're right, more chairs is what I need. Yeah, I think that'll be good. What about the bathroom? Okay, yeah, that's. <laughs> I was gonna say we could talk about the bathroom. If you know, so your bathroom is in your helpful people area, which relates to the masculine element, like the ma- the men in your life. So whether that's for you, a partner, or your father figure or um you don't have any brothers it's just your masculine element and it's also how people help and support you and helpful people that come into your life as well as traveling so when you have a bathroom in that area it can mean that it gets drained away a little bit and depleted especially because water depletes it's a metal that helpful people area is a metal bagua area and water kind of depletes it so I think we talked about putting like wood element and blues and things blue or green into that area. So that's one way to work with it. Also like always keeping that door shut and also mirror. You put the mirrors on the door, right? Yep. Mirror on the back of the door that you sent me. Yeah. And, and I so, keep it clean, but I always forget to shut it. I never <laughs> shut it. <laughs> you can shut it. Also, you can also put a mirror on like the same, like, mirror on top of the toilet too to kind of lift the chi okay and so it's not draining anything away but it's kind of lifting the energy but really like just keep it clean if you can bring in blue because that kind of drains the water and makes it more uplifting because water feeds wood so it creates a better cycle of the five elements okay yeah my shower curtain is blue yeah, I remember. I think that's you showed me which one you were going to buy. Yeah. So I think that's good. But it's also just to recognize that it may be a little bit more challenging that you might have more. It might be a little bit harder to work with like that masculine energy in your life. And also maybe masculine parts of your own self. 
I don't want that to be challenging. (laughs) (laughs) You were saying that last time that it was like making people kind of come and go. Yeah, because that's the energy is coming in and out. Like you have water energy, water coming in, but water also coming out. And you also live in an apartment building. So there's like someone below the apartment. I think you're on the top floor, right? Yeah. The apartments below you also have water. So it's a lot of, you know, probably have bathrooms in the same place right below you. Right. So it's more draining and it's, it's a little bit more, what's it, um, exaggerated in an apartment building. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll say this about feng shui. I have had a lot of dudes coming and going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. I mean, not, I mean, that sounds, that sounds wild. Not really, but like, you know, I probably dated very like slightly, maybe three people since I talked to you last. Mm -hmm. And it's been like very casual, very like meh. And I just think they're listening to this, but also hi. Um, And I feel like I, even like my every sort of masculine figure, like my dad kind of can come and go in my life always when I was younger. And, and, you know, he's great and blessings, but also like is less consistent than a lot of the female people in my life. And same with like my female friends. Like I have so many female friends feel very connected, but even my friends that are, you know, gender males tend to be more fluid and more coming and going and not, you know, my like cozy, safe, always connected people. They're more spotty. Mm, Yeah. So you want to kind of create more stability. So you can also, another way to create stability is create something that has more weight to it. So it could be like getting a big like stone or a big statue, something that's heavy or you can create something really big in ceramics class. It's kind of heavy to put in that room too, to kind of bring the weight down to stabilize it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Christine gave me this sculpture that I actually have in the relationships corner, ah. but I think I can move that in there. Yeah. And you just put it in there with the um, intention that you want to create more weight and stability and more like, yeah, more, more stability instead of things coming in and out. It's more grounded more earth connected to the earth. Okay. I love that. You said last time that my space was very yin because it was so open and I had so few things. I think it's mm-hmm. slightly less. No, yin it's more balanced now. Now. Yeah. 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 It's definitely more balanced now. It feels good. I think. And it's starting to take on your, it looks like it's lived in and loved and it has your personality now. Mm. Oh, thanks. Is there anything else I, I need to know or that, that we should do in any of the, I was going to say rooms, but it's just one room. (laughs) One last thing you, I think you said that light in your entry was out. I just have one big overhead light in the, which is the fan. And yeah, the bulb is out, but I never use the overhead light. Yeah. But you still, yeah, you should change it. Cause it's, um, because basically it just means that the light bulb or the light is kind of like fire energy and also an ability to kind of see things. And it doesn't mean, even if you don't use it, it still affects you because there's no capacity for light. There's no capacity for that vision or that inspiration. Okay. So you want everything in working order in general in your home because you want to take care of it if it's not working. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's a good one. 
that's doable. I need a ladder because the ceilings are so high, but I'll, I'll sort that out. Or maybe you can have someone help you. Yeah. I have a couple of things I turns out I need help with. Maybe I just need to hire someone and have them help me with these few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a possibility. That's a good thing too. Yeah. Well, I am so grateful for you. I just, I love you so much. And I'm so happy that we got to do this. I have two more quick questions for you that goes back to my space. I just remembered. Okay. One of them was that the bed being a peach or pink duvet cover, which I did get and I don't have it on right now. I just have like a white blanket because it's been so hot. Is Mm -hmm. that fine or should I get a different blanket? (laughs) Well, it's going to get cooler so you can bring it in when you need it. Okay. Yeah. But like pink or peach, especially peach is good for attracting a partner. Okay. I will be wearing peach underwear like you said last time. And then <laughs> Good. I, I think something interesting to like quickly share is in the relationships corner, which is like really nice right now. I had a real moment with that, that you helped me with about six months ago when I had this like wild bug problem there. And we did a little stereo show and kind of talked about it, but I woke up to this like these tiny bugs in my apartment it was a whole thing and they they came and sealed them but it was really stressful and they were telling me it was like because of my plants and i was gonna have to get rid of all of my plants which is like Mm. you know would be very sad and the main thing in my apartment and expensive and anyway you gave me all this insight about you know that being in the relationships corner and what that has to do with my mom because i think it's the the feminine corner too Mm-hmm. It relates to your mom and feminine energy. So yeah, that just the update there is that it's been fine. Like th- this very nice person came and fixed it and it repainted and it's all, you know, it, it kind of mended. So I just thought that that was, you know, interesting that it happened there and, and you know, we discussed it and that it ended up getting better. Oh, good. Yeah. I remember that you're like, oh my God, this is happening in my relationships area. And then I was saying, oh, it's also your mother area and you're like oh but I I think that's a great way to also see life and it's part of that whole like that quote talking about when things are when you can recognize that things are in transition you don't have a problem it's that you you're like okay this is happening and then you fixed it and then it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be yeah exactly I really am grateful to you for helping me see the connection with space and openness that has really changed my life you know like I come from a place where I grew up that had not a lot of space and openness. And I think a lot of the way I've like designed my, my space to be is a reaction to that. And also I'm really grateful for, you know, and I've moved so many times and lived in so many cities. And I, I feel like every time I've moved, I've had this moment where I've like texted you and been like, can you help me? And then as soon as you say, yes, I feel this like ease and spaciousness. And I encourage people to really like, check out your work outside of even just like you can learn so much from your podcast and through your Instagram and resources that you have, but also working with a practitioner, working in your school, learning in your school or working with you directly because I can hear I need a headboard, but for you to like sit down, explain to me why and really understanding my floor plan and my specific situation has been 
tremendously helpful because for me, it's just, I'm someone that's easier to have someone really hold my hand through it. And that's been, that's really informed, you know, my relationship with this stuff. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's been so fun. I'm so glad to catch up with you. Me too. And someday maybe it'll be another space with another, with a yard, <laughs> with another person who knows part three. Yeah. Yeah. Part seven. I don't know what we're on. <laughs> I know. I lost track too. Okay. Well, this is amazing. Anything else that you want to share? Um, no, but it would be cool if people were interested in feng shui, they could check out our my mindful design school. It's called Mindful Design Feng Shui School, and we do a feng shui certification program so they can they can look it up if they're interested in learning more. Yeah. And I I really want to do it actually. Like I'm not gonna do it this time, maybe, but I think it would be so fun. And I would love to learn from you and experience your work even more. And yeah, I think that would be a really cool thing to have. So I'm actually gonna look into it as well. Oh, you'll do it one time. Sometime. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I, I really, really want to. I think it'd be really good for me, actually. It'd be cool to just get to spend more time with you. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad to hear you're, you're doing really well. And I can't wait till the next time we do this. Me too. Okay. Well, let's end with a let it out deep breath together. Inhale. Okay. Let it out. <sighs> Thank you, Angie. You're welcome. That's my episode with Angie. Thank you so much for being here and listening all the way to the end. It means so, so much. And if you want to know more about me and my work, you know where to find it. In process, the four-month creative community workshop that I lead starts Wednesday. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, September 15th, semester three. I just announced the guest artist. Angie was one of them. So there's an archived conversation with Angie in there. If you want to know more about that, send me a message on Instagram or send me an email. My email is katie at letitoutwith3ts.com. And of course, letitoutwith3ts.com on Instagram. Follow Angie, Holistic Spaces and everything she does. And follow me. I'm at Katie Delbau if you want. And the emoji for this week's episode to let us know you listened all the way to the end is the toilet because we talked a bit about my bathroom in this episode. So I think it'll be funny. Comment the toilet on my Instagram, on Let It Out's Instagram, on Angie's Instagram to let us know you've listened all the way to the end. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, and one more announcement. There's a new season of Spiraling, my second podcast that I co-host with Serena Wolf, and that will be launching this coming Tuesday. So if you want to dig into the archive of spiraling before that, please do. If you're new, it's a humorous anxiety podcast that I co-host with my friend Serena, who's been a guest on this show. And I'm really excited that season three of spiraling will be airing starting on Tuesday. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks again so much for being here. Bye. Bye.